Welcome to the How Soccer Explains Leadership Podcast, where we explore leadership principles through the lens of the beautiful game. Welcome back to How Soccer Explains Leadership. We are now at the end of another great season, season five. This is the post-match show, and as usual, I get to uh, to get my brother, Paul Jobson, in with me to be able to have this conversation about this uh, this great half of the season to finish off another great season. So, Paul, how are you doing, man? Doing great, Phil. It's always great to jump on here with you. I get to, to listen to the seasons or half seasons and jump in here at the end. And I get, you know, I get the easy part, man. You got to drive through and figure out questions and I get to come in on the backside and make comments. So that's the easy part, man. But man, what an incredible four episodes that have been able to put together here over the last four weeks. It's been uh, some really, really cool stuff. So I'm excited to, to jump in it. Yeah, absolutely. So folks, if you did not go, if you have not listened to those episodes, I encourage you to listen to them, whether it's before or after you listen to the rest of this episode. But we had David Rika who kicked it off. He is a man who's doing some amazing things and he has an incredible story. I mean, that's kind of the, the common theme of all these is they're, they're all incredible stories, which we'll talk about in a, in a few minutes. But David was a, a survivor or is a survivor of 9-11. He was, has an incredible story. I'm, I'm just going to leave it there and say, go back and listen to it because it will, it will blow you away. And, and he draws you in. So it's like you're there with him and how he really overcame the, the PTSD and the trauma from them through or is overcome through soccer and uh, other tools. And then the second interview of this half season was Jay Demerit. And Jay is another great story that uh, is, a, is a guy who, you know, has basically went from being a reject for the MLS to starting and captaining Watford FC in England and the play to the national team and and played for the Vancouver Whitecaps as well and is now doing some leadership training for, for youth, which is another great story. So there's so much more to that story and great conversation we had. Phil Smith, who is has become a good friend, fun, fun dude, who we had a really just good conversation about how he, as he said, you know, he took the meetings. And as taking the meetings, he got jobs with the New York Yankees and Manchester United and and how he was able to do that is just is just really great lessons we can learn from, you know, and, and then finish it off with Dan Abrams, who's just a wise, kind of a, a wise owl, so to speak, you know, just a guy who, who I, I joked with him that he's not on the, he was, a, he, w- he w- was going to be a pro golfer. That was, that was his thing. So a lot of people just say he's a failure in that regard, but it clearly was not the calling that that God had on his life because he's now impacting probably millions of people through his sports psychology and some of the different things that we were able to talk about, motivation, about culture, about just how we can really be healthy mentally and what does that look like. And so, so those that's really the four people that we were able to have and, you know, I'm just, you said I have the hard part. I'll tell you what, I I love, love, love what I get to do, you know, because I get to be able to talk with some people who are thinking deeply about issues. Some people we've heard of, other people we haven't heard of, you know, people that are 
that are living in these different areas and doing things that are just inspirational, you know? And so we can, we can learn from them. We can be inspired by them. We can be challenged by them. And I, I love being able to, to get to do that. But before we get into that, I do want to, you know, say as we're recording this, this is going to release next week, but as we're recording this, it's been a week since Russia invaded Ukraine. And, and it's, it's really something that is, I don't want to, I don't want to just ignore that there's these things going on that are really heavy. And I, I know it's, it's weighed heavy on me. I have some very good friends in Ukraine who have had to evacuate their homes and they've lived they lived in Kiev where which has just been decimated and you know nuclear power plant it's on fire right now and other it's just the country is is in shambles and it's just tragic and so I just want to remind all of us you know could please continue praying for the country do what you can if you go to my Facebook page I, I actually pinned a post to my to my profile that gives ways to help. So there's the Phil Dark Facebook page. You can go and check out. There's some different organizations that I, I unequivocally recommend giving to if, if you want to get involved financially, be praying. If there's any you know other ways you can get involved, I, I encourage you to do so because there are millions of refugees already in Romania and Poland and likely will be in a lot of other countries. So, so just, you know, look, as we've talked about, soccer explains the world too, and, and some of the sanctions that are being levied on Russia are their team is not allowed to play in World Cup at this point, or the World Cup qualifiers. The teams have, have refused to play them because of this. And so it's just something I know weighs heavy on me, and I, I imagine it weighs heavy a lot of, on a, a lot of you, uh, our listeners out there. And if you are in the Ukraine or Russia, because we do have people listening in those countries, you know, our, our hearts go out to you, our prayers go out to you, because, you know, as, as we know, not everyone in, in Russia is behind what's going on as well. So we want to remember that as well. It's not that all the different people in these countries are the enemy. It's that, you know, the, the war and the, and the aggression and the, and the things that we just do that are just not right. That is what we are against. So kind of went from light to heavy yeah. there, but a lot of, yeah, lot of yeah. stuff to, to unpack. And I just like to hear, you know, your thoughts on what, whatever I just threw out there. Yeah, no, first and foremost, we don't want to overlook what's going on in, in our world. And I think that, you know, our world has things like this going on all the time. But I do mm -hmm. think that for some reason, the, the Ukraine, there's quite a bit of connection here in the States with certain folks. Uh, there's some folks as well that are connected there also. And, and it hits a little bit closer, not that it makes it any uh, more severe or less severe than any other crisis going on in the world. But right now, this is you know front of mind. And yeah. I think that as we dive into different people's stories here on the podcast, we remember that there's a lot of other serious things going on in the world that we need to stay connected to. And, and again, like you, Phil, our prayers are with those that are going through this. Uh, a lot of innocent people that uh, aren't making decisions, but are having to live live through the consequences of other people's decisions. And we're just praying for, for those folks. And, but I think that this is an opportunity as a soccer culture to, to support our folks and also to be able to, to dive into a little bit of even David's story, you know, the severe things that he, he had to navigate as well. And I think there's also a lot of hope as well. And, and hopefully some great things that, that will come out of hard to say it now, but hopefully there's some great things that will come through this and we'll see, see that hopefully sooner than later because we hope that this is uh, over soon yep 
for sure, for sure. So right now, let's dive into into the episodes. So you know, as I alluded to, there's just some great stories, right? And I think folks like if you didn't, if you just look at a story and you go, "Oh, that's cool, that's your story, that's whatever," and you don't really learn lessons from them, I think you know. We're, we're not giving, you know, the, the full value of our stories, right? And so I, I look at it and I go, the lessons we can learn from these different stories, I was able to talk about several of those during those episodes. So I do encourage you to go back and, and listen and just, you know, hear the commentary that I often provide in the midst of those episodes. But you don't get that opportunity, right? Like you don't, you're not there in the in midst of the conversation, which, we, you know, hopefully we will get you to be able to do that now that you're retired and just sitting on your couch, you know, watching TV. <laughs> so uh, we know that. <laughs> I wouldn't say it if it were actually true. We know yeah. that's not true. So, yeah. So anyway, so I would, I just want to hear from you. Like, what, what are your thoughts? So we normally, like the last few of these, we've done some Ted Lasso conversations. We are not doing that now. We are going to have some off-season talks where we're going to go into some of these specific issues a little bit deeper. We're going to talk about your Warrior Away stuff. We're going to talk about coaching the bigger game. We're going to talk about these different programs that we're mentioning throughout. But right now, I just want to hear from you on on what were the things that stood out to you? What were some of the stories, you know, and the power of story? Any of, any of these other things that you want to chat about? It's interesting because we've been talking to our kids lately about words, right? Words are heavy, words have weight, words have meaning. But I think as we hear these people tell stories, the weight of words really, really fell on me a bit, especially with David's story. We, we, I know me and I'm assuming you and hopefully, well, not hopefully, but I think a lot of people on this that listen to this live through the 9-11 tragedy. I say we live through it, but we didn't live through it like David lived through it. And, and I just remember as he's telling his story, I'm having visuals in my mind of the news feed that I was mm-hmm. watching. You know, as he's telling the story of coming, you know, coming down the stairwell or the noises that he's hearing while he's in the building and while he's coming out into the, the lobby area or whatever the plaza area was. I remember seeing uh, video footage of that and seeing the devastation on people and them being covered with ash. But as, as heavy as that was in the moment at the time and how vivid it is in my mind, I can't imagine actually having been in that. The smells, you know, the, the sight, the, the heat, you know, the, you know, the emotion of it all. But hearing him tell his story through that and me having a little bit of visual context just because of the news was pretty, pretty, it was heavy at times, but it was also inspirational to hear, hear him kind of fight through that and the battles he's going through gives a lot of hope for uh, some of the little things that we think are such big such a big deal in our Mm -hmm. lives some of us are carrying some really heavy burdens and some things i'm not diminishing that but i think there's some things that uh, at times on a day-to-day basis feel like oh man this is this is hard in reality there's a lot harder things that you could be going through and you know the survival uh mode that that david went through and then maybe at times i'm not speaking for him but i'm assuming at times with dealing with PTSD is still going through at times and seeing him be able to share his story as an inspiration to others is really, really cool. And I would just say that through the guests, through this half of the season, everybody has a story. Yeah, You know, they've gone through uh, ups and downs, not probably not anybody as heavy as what David went through, but, you know, Jay Demerit, you know, 
the bad, you know, you, what did you call him? Not a has-been of the MLS, but a, what, reject. what did you call him? A he reject. He was a reject. Wow, he that, was. A re- I know. He was. I know. I know. Out of college, I know. right? He didn't get drafted. <laughs> he didn't get picked up. He was on a reserve squad, and then yeah. he, they didn't they didn't take him. And he said, forget yeah. this. I'm going to go to Europe because it's way easier to play soccer in Europe than it is in the MLS. So. Yeah, and I and I know I know some of Jay's coaches, so I, yeah. I've heard backstories from the coaches' side of that as he's going through those things. But having goals and having dreams and being re- rejected and having to pick yourself back up—I mean, those are true true things that happen, you know. And yep. Phil Phil just kind of falls into things. It sounds like <laughs> I mean that guy. I mean, so I just want to follow needs, him and do stuff. Phil with needs him. to have his own podcast, but it yeah. doesn't need to. He, he also needs like a. It's not a 30 for 30, but you can have a weekly reality show where somebody just falls in with a camera. I, I'd watch that on Clubhouse and just, you know, the times that we got to, that yeah. I had the, was fortunate enough to interact with. And that guy is just fantastic. But well, and like, like even during the interview, like he's like, oh, yeah, today I just ran into Rio Ferdinand on the street. Like, yeah, of course, because why wouldn't you like we like, yeah, I mean, that happens all the time. But you know, yeah, I, mean, I ran into a I wrote, ran into a local policeman down the street. You know, he's my local celebrity here in Waco. That's you know? Right. So, and then, and then of course, you know, Dan and him, you know, thinking that you know when he turned eighteen, he said, "No, I'm I'm going to be the best golfer in the world." Mm-hmm. And then coming to the realization that he was up against guys like Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yep. And, and now looking back with what we know now about Tiger Woods and the time mm-hmm. that he came up, he's very smart. He says somewhere in the podcast about how he's 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 not. He's not the smartest man, but you know he's also not daft is, is one of the words yeah. that they use over yeah. there. But I'm yeah. like, dude, you've got to be one of the smartest people I've ever talked to in, in my life. So to hear someone as smart as him say that he's not very smart just shows kind of how he's navigated a lot in his, how he's humble about what he does. And one of the things that stood out to me with, with Dan was he's a, he's a great person who's making great people greater. Yeah. And what he does, he's taking people who are already driven to do really well and taking them to a whole nother level of greatness because of mm-hmm. what he's able to help them help them reveal about themselves. I don't yeah. believe he's really telling, I mean, he's telling people things, maybe things they don't know, but he's revealing things through their own mind of like how to process things yeah. and how to come to the other side of things that I think is, uh, and the way he goes about doing it is, is I think incredible. I mean, just listening yeah. to him talk, I mean, I think that's one of your longer episodes and I had to fragment it into sections because I don't think I have more than a 20 minute time span during the mm-hmm. day to, to do stuff. But I always wanted, I was like, man, I got to get back to that. I want to hear more. I want to hear yeah. more. And that was a cool thing about that interview with him, as you said, like he, and this is where any coach, right? So coaches out there, I think what you said is really poignant as far as what is our job? Our job is not to make you do things that you're not created to do or make you do things that aren't within you. We can't do that. What we're do is to bring out the greatness in you, right? Or to expand your horizons, to understand that you have more to offer, right? Or that you are, you know, as he said, my job, part of my job and what I want to do as psychologist is to help to expand your definition of success, right? Because we have this narrow vision of success, which is win-loss column or how much money I make or something else, whatever. I got A's in school, right? But that isn't necessarily success, right? Like that, that, that could be part of it or it could also be something that is completely a mis a misnomer where that's actually not success 
yeah, you won a lot of games, but everyone's a total train wreck as a person, right? Yeah. Everyone, yeah. So that was something that I really liked about what he talked about, and he's drawing out to make what's already in these people better, what's already in these people to help them understand that they actually have that in them. And, you know, yeah. I think that's what you and I are doing. That's what coaches should be doing, right, yeah. in what we're doing. And, and- this isn't a connection I necessarily had coming into the episode, but now that we're talking about it, I think all four of these people in this half a season have, have done, are doing the same thing, right? The programs that, that Jay Demerit is developing are, are very similar with, with, the, with the youth and the, the rise and shine. I'll call it the rise and shine that he's got going on. Phil, the fact that he wants to please everyone. I mean, I think the, the things that he's doing and the people that he's around, he's empowering people. Uh, as yeah. people empowered him, he's now he's empowering people. And of course, through David's story, he's empowering people. He's helping people to uh, realize that that they can accomplish things maybe that they they didn't know that they could accomplish to to begin with. So a really powerful four episodes. And just watching you know the four people navigate things. I think I mentioned this is something I mentioned to you a few minutes ago uh, before we started recording. But you know when we and this isn't a new idea. I've heard this before, but. Anytime we look at success, right? You can look at all four of these people and, and, and say they're successful, right? That they've 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 gone through something and, and they they've achieved something and they're successful people. And when we see successful people, we never really are able to look behind the curtain and see what it is that it took for them to get where they are. We don't see the valleys they went through. Uh, we don't see the mountains that they had to climb. We don't see maybe the mountains they fell off of and had to reclimb again. But I think that's what's so cool about these podcasts is that we get an inside look, a really in-depth look at some of the tragedies that people have to get through, some of the, the challenges they have to fight through to get to what we call success, right? Mm-hmm. The, the wins in life, the, the wins in the, in the game uh, of life. And I think really looking behind the curtain for these folks, even, even Jay, we talked a little about his story, how he you know, was the reject of the MLS. We're going to say that too much. It's going to show up on SEOs everywhere, but hey, 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 that's you know fine. What? Draw it on. Okay. Yeah, that's but right. He, but he, but he battled through. But what's cool about Jay is that he's now battling through a whole new thing. Like he's creating this rise and shine right. movement. He's done the, you know, he's done the documentary and now he's got this whole thing he's doing for the kids with EA sports. Like we see that. I'm like, wow, we got to deal with EA sports. I'm sure that wasn't, you know, that didn't just happen. Right. You know, it came with, you know, probably some heartaches and some hard things. And he's, Got it. He's married and has a kid, and I know what that's like. That's not never easy, too. So, just probably the the things that he's been through, how that's helped him navigate the next thing that he that he's that he's navigating. And and one of the things that one of the sayings I really like is that you can't control maybe the hand that you've been dealt. You can't control maybe the circumstances that you're in, but you can absolutely. You're absolutely in control of your response to those things. That's right. And I think that's something that all four of these folks have really shown us is that while they were dealt a certain hand, they were given a certain, they were in a certain situation, they determined how they were going to deal with it. David mm-hmm. in, in, in 9-11, he absolutely was determined how he was going to respond to that tragedy. Jay, how he he was determined and how he was going to respond to to not making it in the MLS. Phil with every, every opportunity he was given, he had to navigate every one of those opportunities mm-hmm. differently yeah. to find, find success. And then of course, Dan, uh, not becoming the pro golfer, but I'm sure continue to navigate how to grow his brand into what he is now. He is, he is, de- he is determined and decided how he's going to how respond to those different things. So that That's those right. are the things that really kind of stood out to me over the last mm-hmm. uh, four weeks mm-hmm. that uh, to me in my transitional, I've really spoke to me. 
you know, and, and those are, you know, that's one thing I love about doing this with you is that selfishly, I always get a lot out of it. Uh, and I know yeah. you do too, but, but those are some things that stood out to me this, this time. Yeah. You know, and I, I look at it and I go, we, we joked about it, but it, it's true. Like Jay was rejected by the MLS. And then ironically, I don't know if it's ironic. I, we misuse that term all the time, but however many years later, he ends up captaining an MLS team. Right. And becomes where they actually wanted to bring him back to play for them. Right. He was like, like probably, I'm assuming they probably sought him out to say, Hey, come play for us. Right. So, and then he starts presumably right away because he was a national team player and captains the team, you know, so it's like we could take failure. And so most people, I'd say probably 99.999% of the people out there, when they have that first rejection, they're like, all right, I'm not supposed to do this. I'm going to go. He had an art, art design degree. I'm just going to go do that. No problem. No, nothing wrong with that. But he said, no, that's not, that's not what I, I think right now. So I'm going to go work my butt off and I'm going to do all these other things. But he does all these other things. And, and that's the other common thread of all these guys, which is, by the way, true of virtually everybody, is you will do something after soccer or whatever sport, golf for Dan. Right. In his mind as a kid, I look at my 10 year old as we were probably as 10 year olds. You have 10 year old or somewhere around there. I don't yeah. know if any of your kids are actually 10. But well, yeah, what do you want to do? I want to be a pro soccer player. I want to be a pro. Well, what's your backup? Pro baseball player. And that's my son right now, you know, and that's how I was. Right. I was going to be a I forget what sport it was at any given moment, but whatever it was, you know, and that's what you see. And so you're like, OK, all in. And then when that doesn't happen for most people, some people see that as true, like total failure, and they don't know what to do for a while. And what I saw with these guys was, was they were able to say, yeah, you know, some of them got extremely successful in their sport, but there's, there is going to be life after. And what I've seen with these guys that I, I get really excited about because I talk to people all the time is, I see that what they're doing after, if we were to ask them, and because even Phil, like, I mean, he was talking about playing for, you know, Kevin Fogg and Sunderland Academy, like, like that's, that's a big deal, right? And so he, you know, he kind of plays it down. He played in college. He, you know, he went to America to play. Like, so, but I would, I would venture to say every one of them, even Jay, who had an incredibly accomplished career, would say what they're doing now they would hope to be their legacy. Right? I, I, mm -hmm. I, I'd not, I don't want to speak for them, but I would guess if I were to ask Jay, what do you want to be your legacy? He would say rise and shine. And the work we're doing in the youth to be able to yeah. help them. Because you hear him talk about it. And, he, and it's just, it's excitement. And that excites me because I, I go, that, that, dude knows, that dude knows why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. You know? And to be able, it's why I asked the question about tell me your story. You know, these, this isn't just some, oh, well, Phil can't think of what to ask these people. If you haven't noticed, folks, I could talk to each of these people for hours and hours and hours. And we could have really interesting conversation for that long because they're, they're amazing people and I study them. So I, want, I know a lot about them and we could talk because they all have things that we could talk for hours. And hopefully I'll get some of them on again. But... The story question is something I always want to ask somebody. And some of these stories were longer than others because they're great stories. That's what I loved about this half of the season. It was so story-driven. But then also the other question is, 
What's your why? And how are you living it out? Because you know what? Some of them, you see, they, they hadn't really thought it through at the level. Like, it's funny talking to Dan. He's like, I probably should know this better because I ask people this and I tell people <laughs> they need to do this, you know? And, but if they haven't, then I, I really want to encourage them to think about being able to get it down to that one sentence, to be able to just say, this is why I do what I do so that you can filter it through that. And I want you folks to be thinking about that. Because, you know, if we're just doing this to have conversations and it doesn't actually apply to your life, then what are we doing? Like, I'm not going to stop tomorrow. But I know that these conversations that we're having will help us. I mean, as you and I are talking about, Paul, like it's going to help us and it's going to help hopefully every one of you who are listening out there. As you're listening to this, things that we're talking about even today, you're going, oh, yeah, I want to take that and I want to apply that. And if that's not doing it, then I'd say go find something else that will. And if it is doing that for you, then then use it. And I, I encourage you to connect with us about these things. And also share it with others who it can help as well. Because I have no doubt that if it's helping you, it's going to help others. But I want to get back to, to this conversation. So, so that was something that really, really stuck out to me, too, is what you just talked about there. That each of these people, as we're talking with them, like even t- I love talking to Phil Smith. What he realized of all these amazingly cool stories, and I'm going to ask you what you think. What's the thing he's most proud of? His daughter? His daughter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, if you could talk about one thing, he'd talk about his daughter. And that's yes. so powerful. And this yeah. is a dude, Manchester United executive. Like, how many people would be like, yeah, that's my crown jewel? No. His crown jewel, there's no doubt. He doesn't have pictures of him with Sir Alex or with... For, he's got a whole wall, if you watch the video, of his daughter, like a million pictures of her. You know, and that's, yeah, so. Yeah, well, what's funny is, I mean, I think that's the way it should be, Absolutely. right? So it's almost, it's almost funny to me that we're having to, to say that because I, I do think there's some, I mean, he even talks about how he, he kind of woke up and realized like, what yep. am I doing? Yep. You know, I've got, I've not, you know, he, he was at home, you know, realizing, you know, with his partner that he, you know, he was so impressed by something that she did and his partner's like, oh yeah, she's been doing that for a month. Right. She's been doing that for three weeks and yep. he you know, it hit him, you know, that struck me because I mean, if you guys have listened to anything that we've talked about between me and you on this podcast, that's a realization of mine also why I changed what I was doing, but Mm -hmm. you would, you would hope that that's a realization that a lot of people are coming to that. You know, I was listening to something, it's a podcast that we should reference if I can think of it while we're talking, but I was listening to it the other day and the coach was talking about the same idea that he realized that as he, you know, everything that he was doing was for his family. Like he was working as a full-time coach at a, a prominent university on the men's side and was coaching and coaching and doing all that for his family. In the meantime, they had moved to another city in their transition. He's like, I didn't, we won two championships and I didn't get to come home and celebrate with my family hmm. because they were, we were already in transition and they had gone. And it's just a, a realization that they were making that move to be together. But in that in between, it stood out to him even more why they were making those decisions. And it definitely stood out uh, to me with, with Phil's conversation. And, and if you follow any of his stuff, he's posting things about his little girl all the time. And, yeah. and like you said, she's a cutie. And I, I, I don't know what it's like to have my own little girl. So <laughs> live vicariously through those of you who are blessed with little girls yeah. as I navigate stinky little boys. Uh, 
Yeah, they they have they both boys and girls have their advantages and and, and tough parts as well. And it's good though. It's it's and he's at a great age to to be able to to really enjoy her and and she's at that prime daddy age too for for a little girl, yeah. which is which and is just to to jump in. You don't yep. you don't get them back. And even in Jay's conversation, you know, talking through his little one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely, you know, and navigating a lifestyle that allows him to 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 pour into his as well. Yeah. So go you know going back to so the the interviews and what you had mentioned too just about you know these people that are they're learning too, right? So that's that's what I loved to to hear throughout the conversations and even you know so with David he's he's learning. He's continually learning about you know this and as he said is and you said he's continuing to to recover. Too. It's 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 a lifelong process, as he said. Even telling the story again to me for the as we had a conversation helped him, right? And is helping him, you know. For Jay, as he's learning this new, you know, he's learning the self leadership stuff. He's learning these things. A continual learner. Like I asked him about what did you learn on the bench, right? And he's like, I can watch and I can learn, and that's something for us to learn. Like if you're not the leader right now. Make sure that you're not like just going, oh, I can't wait till I'm the leader. I can't wait till I'm the leader. I can't wait till I'm the... No, like be learning. Be soaking it up what you can learn. Every great leader has to be a great follower at some point. And so that's something you can learn. And then to hear, you know, Phil, as he said, he, I mean, he learned everywhere. As he, you know, they, they talked about go get some scars. As he said, he's not back in the Manchester United boardroom yet, but he's in a different boardroom. And he's learning and he's getting that scar, those scars that you can only get from doing stuff and failing and doing stuff. And as he, as we said, I think that was the clip we used is don't be afraid of failure, like learn from it. As he said, you know, don't go seek it out, but yeah, fail and then get back up and learn from it. And then to hear, it was kind of cool. Like (laughs) I loved hearing Dan where he's like, I I hope I'm not doing self-promotion here. I don't mean to be, but when I asked him, you know, what book, what has he been listening to? And as he talked about his own podcast and what I loved about it, it wasn't like, oh yeah, my, my podcast, I talk about, I'm so smart and I do all these things. And no, it wasn't that. And yeah, he is a smart dude. I felt like, you know, he's like, yeah, my job is to demystify these things. And I'm going, bro, you might not want to bring it down another level, but you know, I think that there is a, you know, he is demystifying things, but he still is, like I said in the interview, like when I was a lawyer, I'd use terms unintentionally a lot of times. And people are like, I, I saw blank stares. And so I imagine he probably gets some blank stares to him. But so he's a really smart dude. There's no question about that, right? And he has a British accent. We've already talked about that. It makes him smarter for sure. Yeah. There's no question. <laughs> and he has the type of British accent yeah. that even makes him even smarter, right? So he's got like the right British accent. So he's listening to this. His head yeah. is swelling as you're talking. Of course so it is. It's, and it's he's good. laughing. Yeah. He's laughing. Hopefully yeah, he's totally. laughing because that he was, as you saw that if you watch the video, like I'd do <laughs> stuff like that to him. I tried to do that to our guests too to you know phil maybe not as much because he kind of preempted it by saying that we weren't friends so that kind of hurt me at the beginning yeah. of our interview but for folks i, I we are friends i'm just going to tell you that right now whether phil likes it or not i know you too paul which is i mean that's that's i mean that's big time what you can't doesn't get any bigger than that so but but yeah so with dan what, what i loved was he said about that was he said i I'm continually learning. He said, I thought I knew a lot about this stuff before I started doing the podcast. And honestly, folks, that's how I feel about this too. Like I'm continually learning. I get to learn with this. But he said, but as I started learning from these people, I realized there's so much I still need to know. 
And that's such a great lesson in itself, folks. Know what you don't know. And if you think you know everything, go out and figure out what you don't know. Like make that, make that, if you think you're at a point of coaching or of leading an organization or of doing whatever it is that you think you don't have any more to learn, make it a point to go out and figure out what you need to learn. Because that's, that's a dangerous place if you think you, you got it all figured out. So I assume if you're listening to this episode or listening to this podcast, you're not that kind of thinker because you are a learner or else you wouldn't be listening to this. But if you know people who are going through that and like think, oh yeah, I, I, I'm at the top, you know, we talked about it, right? Like the best players in the world, you look at Ronaldo or Messi or whatever, like they're the hardest trainers. I love that quote from Christian Bale. I always say Christian Bale, Gareth Bale. Christian Bale probably has some great quotes too. I always say Christian Bale because, yeah. I mean, in Batman, different, different he had Bale. some really good, really good quotes probably in some other movies that he made. But he had but, lines. Yes, had lines. lines. That's true. That's true. They weren't. <laughs> that's true. They weren't his quotes. That's true. Good point. He brought. He might have some quotes in interviews. But anyway, Gareth yes. Bale said when he got to Real Madrid, he went out there and he got out there an hour before practice started to make sure he was the first one out there to get training. And he realized he wasn't because Ronaldo was out there before him. And that stuff is the things that, you know, whatever you think about Ronaldo, he's one of the world's best players and he's still training more and more because he knows he can get better and he knows he can learn. And so that's something that we as leaders, I listened to the book by, uh, and this, this is, kind of a dueling as a, a recommendation for this episode too, but the challenge culture, which is that the book that Matt Parker back early episode of this, of this podcast recommended, but Nigel Travis, who is the chairman of Leighton Orient and he was the CEO of Dunkin Donuts as well and blockbuster and a few other organizations. But one of the things that was really clear in that, that, that books about pushback, you know, or great organizations thrive on pushback and, and inherent and in, 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 in implicit in pushback is learning. If you're, if you're seeking pushback, you're learning through the pushback because you're inviting people in to challenge the status quo. And if you're going to be challenging status quo, presumably part of that will be learning what the new is. So anyway... Those are all things that, that I, I pulled out of there too. But, but anyway, any other thoughts from you? No, I just, just that correlation of, you know, how, how these conversations meet real life. You know, some of the things that we're doing through Warrior Way, we're doing some consulting and I'm talking with a lot of different clubs about some different things and sitting in a boardroom with some club directors. I think I'd actually listened to the Jay Demerit interview on my way to this meeting. And even through that meeting, pulled out some things that, and even referenced the podcast, like, Hey, I was just listening to this interview that my friend did with Jay Demerit on how soccer explains leadership and in how, you know, as a leader, he even talked about, you know, he had his captain, captainship taken away from him for a bit mm-hmm. because he mm-hmm. uh, was thinking too much about uh, himself and how, what, how he could be a great leader instead of thinking about the others and how to lead them and just trying to, to reference that and how we teach our kids about our players, about leadership and being able to take things from, from the things that, that we do on this podcast into, into our everyday uh, life uh, of dealing with people has been, been pretty cool. But I thought that was another thing that stood out too about his story is about how he had his captainship 
take it away for a bit and, and obviously earned it back. But what a quick learner he was on some of those things. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, any parting thoughts as we wrap up another post-match, another great season? I mean, I'm, I just love what we get to do. And I, I think that this, it was definitely one of my favorite seasons. I mean, clearly top five. But no, but yeah. I'd say this is, uh, it, it really was, I think the, the, I think we're getting better. I think we're, we're getting some people that are, everyone we've had on the show has been amazing, but I think we're getting dialed in more and more to some of these conversations and going deeper and really being able to have, uh, hopefully helping you folks out there. And, and as we've always talked about, if you have guests that you think would be mm-hmm. great for us, please, you know, if it's you connect with us, if it's somebody, you know, just either connect us with him or her or tell us about him or her and I'll reach out to him. I did that this week, in fact, with a couple guests that people recommended a book and I read the book and I listened to a talk or whatever and I reached out to those people. And so I'd, I'd encourage you to, to do that. And if you have any thoughts or questions, please reach out to us. We, we love hearing from you and we do get back to you. So please do that. So any, any other closing thoughts on season five? Nope. Another great season in the books and uh, nothing but forward momentum from and, and greater things since episode one started really, really low in quality yeah. on season on episode one That's with right. that guy and upward and onward from there. It's been great. So, <laughs> but no, some, some great stuff. And I, I think even to your point, like as you're getting some more high profile guests, I want to encourage people to not be pushed away by that. Cause I think some, some of our great guests are people that a lot of people never heard of That's and exactly hearing the right. stories of just what we consider normal people uh, are some, some of the best shows. So we learn a lot from each other, whether we're high profile in the world or just high profile in our own home, we all have something to give. So appreciate Everything that's going on here and the feedback that uh, we're getting has been awesome as well and excited about the next season coming up, bud. Absolutely. So on that note, we are going to have some off-season talks as we've done in the past between seasons five and six. Not sure at this point exactly how many of those we're going to have, but we will be talking. I'll be talking with Paul about the Warrior Way program. That'll be a you know short episode talking about that. We're going to talk about coaching the bigger game program. If you want any, any information about either of those, Paul, what's the, so you have a new website for Warrior Way, right? Yes, it's warriorwaysoccer.com. We've, is our, our new uh, website and it goes through everything we're doing with the Warrior Way program. We even have a nonprofit uh, wing of that also called Warrior Way Gives. And also there's some stuff in there about the consulting that we're doing the warrior way consulting so new not new branding but we've gone all branding through warrior way now and excited about the progress that's had here over the last couple months yeah definitely so check that out and we have coaching the bigger game.com if you're interested in that please reach out as uh, we've talked about before we'll, we'll do it we'll do a quick episode on that one of the off-season talks I'll also bring on Christian DeVries who is the other person who I've been working on that program with and so we'll, we'll talk about the different ins and outs of that but if you're interested in that which is basically coaching yourself and being able to lead yourself as a as a coach and and leading the individual and leading your team that's something that uh, I'm passionate about know it's extremely important in in your coaching and in the thriving of cultures in your in your programs so we got that and then again phil at how soccer explains leadership.com if you want to reach out to me for any reason so folks 
With that, we are going to wrap up another great season, season five, and we hope that you're taking all that you're learning from everything that we're talking about and you're using it to be a better spouse, a better parent, a better leader in your community, a better friend, and you're continually reminding yourself that soccer does explain life and leadership. Thanks a lot. Have a great week.